Hello friends, welcome to the Village Conversations podcast. I am your host, Rafilio Ramatlodinlovu. The Village Conversations is a space where you get your weekly dose of inspiration through mini devotionals. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm so grateful to all of you who tune in weekly. If it is your first time here, a warm welcome to you. I hope you are left inspired and encouraged. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share this podcast with your friends. We all need a foothold of inspiration every now and again. In this episode, I will share about being weak and our weaknesses. The popular cross of phrase Suba Week Mdase came to mind as I was preparing this message. The literal meaning is, don't be weak, brother or sister. Jokes aside though, let's start with this week's message. Weakness is defined as the state of being weak. Weak has many definitions depending on the context that you are using it. Despite that, it is clear that weakness is associated with deficiency, lack, feebleness, frailty, and powerlessness. I want to add to these by bringing it home to say, weakness is the realization that I am not perfect. I am not good enough. I lack skill, competence, or comprehension. I don't deserve to have been chosen for this. I'm not well-versed to lead on that. I stutter when I speak, so who will listen to me? I don't have a large number of following on social media for the impact I desire. I wasn't born into a rich family. Who can love me when I'm so broken? I can go on and on forever, but I'm sure that you get the idea. I believe that weak is a sister to imposter syndrome. When we are weak, we feel at a great disadvantage. And as a result, we are able to show up fully. We are unable to show up fully or perform to our full abilities. When we are weak, we shy away from the spotlight, missing out on opportunities that God has prepared for us. When we spend time nurturing our weaknesses, it can get to a very debilitating state where we don't see any measure of strength. We lack willpower, valor, and whatever comes our way pushes us further into a state of feebleness. We then walk around wearing pity, contempt, and apathy as badges of honor. We become stuck. We feel stuck, as if our life has no meaning. We are suffocating. We are running out of breath. Our lungs are collapsing. We need help. Because we are apathetic, we don't realize that even in our state or feelings of weakness, we are strong and still have a lot to offer. Let's look at some of the Bible characters that were just like us, but whom God used for the glory of his kingdom. Abraham thought he was too old to have a child. Jeremiah thought he was too young to be a prophet. Moses thought he was unqualified to lead the Israelites to the promised land. Joseph thought that he was overqualified and better than his brothers. 
Gideon was reluctant and doubtful of the abilities that God gave him. Jonah ran in the opposite direction from his calling and ended up being swallowed by a whale. And we know that the whale took him back right where he was required. Peter made bucket loads of mistakes. Nathaniel was a skeptic. And King David, well, there's a lot to be said about him, his demeanor, but let me leave that to you to categorize. From these stories, we realize that our lives aren't so different from the characters in the Bible. So why is it that we tend to believe that our weaknesses are just the death of us? Why do we walk around with inadequacy and gullibility? We want better for ourselves, but we let ourselves stew in apathy. We then end up leading lives that are unfulfilled and definitely not in line with what God has in store for us. Because our focus is mainly on what we lack and don't have, we get short-sighted to the fact that we have been made perfect through Jesus Christ. In his purpose, gifts, and calling plan on the Uvision app, David Cole writes, Most people are stuck in life not because God hasn't answered their prayers, but they lack an understanding of what they already have and how to make use of it. You have been divinely equipped with all the necessary resources to live the life God intends for you. You have already You already have what you currently need, but sometimes it takes a revelation to know what God has given you and how to make use of it. Moses had a rod to split the Red Sea. Elisha had a cloak from Elijah to split the River Jordan. The widow had a little oil with some borrowed jars And that's all that God needed to help her pay off her husband's debt. Daniel further implores us to reflect on these questions. What do you have? What has God given you that you aren't put into use? Take an inventory of God's blessings on your life, both relational, intellectual, financial, or geographical, and ask yourself, Are they all well leveraged? Meaning, are you using them as you should? He adds that you can't be on God's side and be stranded. It's impossible. Perhaps you need to pray that God opens the eye of your understanding to see what's around you that is lying dormant. I absolutely love this and it resonated with me. When the idea for this podcast was planted in me, I felt really unqualified to do this. I rationalized a lot, telling myself that I don't have a radio voice, I don't have the proper recording equipment, I wasn't a theology student, you don't even know the Bible that well, so this should actually be done by ordained prophets, ordained priests. Most times I wrestled with thoughts of who do you think you are? Also, who is going to listen to you with your soft, uncommanding voice? In seeking for perfection, 
I placed my focus on what I lacked, my defects, my shortcomings, etc. And that almost made me quit. My insecurities kicked in big time. Change only came when I shifted my focus on the message that God wanted to share through me. Instead of the sound of my voice, levels of biblical expertise, and any other worldly thing I was worried and concerned about. This is why I'm still here today, 54 episodes later, inspiring and restoring hope, one person at a time. Most times we're so focused on what we don't have. We compare ourselves to others. We despise and are oblivious to how significant what we already have is. The contrast is this. We see ourselves in half measure, but God sees us through a full measure lens. Despite our perceived weaknesses, he sees us capable, just as we are. That's why he plants things, ideas in us to execute. As we wrap up and step into a new month, I encourage you to sit down and reflect on what this message meant for you. Reflect on the questions posed earlier to help guide you. My prayer is that we all come to a place where we acknowledge, as I like to call them, our perceived weaknesses. But in acknowledging them, we should not let what we know about ourselves derail us from the plans that God has prepared for us. We should not confuse this knowledge with whose we are. The fact is, besides our perceived weaknesses, we are children of the Most High. This means that we are destined for victory. Many scriptures affirm who we are in Christ, and we should hold on to that truth. That's all that matters, because it is unchanging. And throughout history, we have real examples of how God has worked beautifully through man's perceived weaknesses to achieve great things. And he will do this for you and for me. I hope that this message has encouraged and challenged you to think differently about your perceived weaknesses. May you step out of your cocoon, weaknesses in tow, and fulfill your earthly mandate. Until next time, have a good week and stay blessed.